we welcome you to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. We Love Arabian Horses has a simple goal, to promote the Arabian breed to those outside of our community, moms, dads, and kids of all ages, and of course, horse lovers from every walk of life. Thank you for listening. This episode of the We Love Arabian Horses podcast is sponsored by Markel. Markel is the insurance with horse sense. If you'd like to learn more, visit MarkelInsurance.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-L Insurance.com. And let them know we sent you. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Costell with We Love Arabian Horses. And today we're thrilled to have Fran Severn here with us. And Fran wrote a book and has a guide called Riders of a Certain Age, Your Guide to Loving Horses Midlife. Fran, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from, and and, um, what are you doing these days with your your book? Well, uh, I live in Maryland on the eastern shore, not far from the ocean. And um, my love of horses, I grew up in downtown Baltimore where there were no horses, but um, somewhere along the line I was infected with the horse virus, never had a chance to ride seriously until I was out of college and got a guy got a job in Louisville, Kentucky, because Louisville, Kentucky, and finally was able to ride then. Um, my husband was military. We ended up moving to New Mexico and eventually to England, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then we came back, and like many people, um, men and women, got tied up in jobs, careers, other responsibilities, and never had a chance to get back to horses until I was in my early 50s. And um, finally have been able to ride and began to see that a lot of people our age, elder, senior, mature, as they say, um, were getting into horses but didn't have the background or the knowledge that people that were raised with horses or have been in horses all their lives um, had. And I saw a gap and I said, well, let me start getting some notes and seeing if I can't fill that gap. And 18 months later, here's the book. Well, I think it's interesting because we, we as a, an organization, We Love Arabian Horses, we look for ways to, you know, bring the Arabian horse in particular to folks that, that might be interested and focus on kids programs a lot. But one that's come up significantly and especially over the last year, we call it kind of midlife, no kids. The kids are mm-hmm. out of the house or they didn't have any kids. It's a husband and a wife, a single man or woman, and they, they're 50 or so old, or older and they want to have a horse. And it's a new thing for them. They might have done it when they were a kid or maybe not, but that, that's that point of entry, and I was so interested to hear more about your book. Yeah, it, it's um, the, the, the largest growing group of recreational riders is women over, say, 50. Um, when I go to the, the social media sites that um, are primarily targeted to women, but there are a lot of them that are um, overall, there's one called equestrian seniors, and they're kind of opened up for everybody. And it's nice to see how many guys are finally saying, yeah, I'm going to tap into my inner Roy Rogers and do some trail riding. And and um, it could be great for couples. It could be great for single people who want to meet each other. Just have, you know, not necessarily a dating site or a dating thing, but just people that are finding a really nice common interest. And right. that's that's very important um, for socialization, it, it, it keeps you younger when you've got people to do things with. You know, I think that's really interesting. The, 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 this midlife adult, the kids are, like I said, they're grown or, or no kids, 
and it gives the freedom for folks at that age to do something, whether it's local or regionally or even flying to events around the country to enjoy horses. Do you notice that that's a common theme? Yeah, I think that the freedom is is a big uh, a big element of it for for women and men. That again, you you've got the time now. You don't have the same responsibilities with family. People are retiring. They've got more time. Um, frequently, there's a little more disposable income, so that they've got the opportunity to do something that a few years earlier would have seemed irresponsible. Spending that much time and that much money. Horses are not a cheap hobby, as we all know. Um, a few years earlier, that might have been considered selfish or irresponsible. Now you're saying, hey, I've met all my obligations. I can indulge in myself. And what better way to indulge in myself than having a horse and having some friends to ride with or go to shows? I have a friend that um, he he isn't in a position to, to get a horse, but he loves to ride and he loves to um do dude ranches and every year he takes his vacation and he does a different guest ranch for a couple of weeks and he kind of gets his horse fixed that way and it's just so so many different people that take these horse vacations that these companies that do vacations there's so many ways to do it if you want to you'll find a way well i think so and you know even in my little exploration over the last year or two with this audience in particular, I mean, I've now met numerous people in the Arabian horse community that that's exactly how they got started. Either they had a horse when they were a kid and suddenly they're 50 or so and they want a horse again. And some of them have become breeders or showing their horses or trail riders, whatever it is their interest. But there's quite a few more out there than I wasn't aware of before. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see. I think um, it's a health thing. I think we are a much more active generation than our parents were when they were our age. You know, I'm 68 years old. When my mother's generation, you were 68, you were playing canasta, and, um, you know, uh, 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 you would never think to go ride a horse or learn to scuba dive or travel the way that that we are able to do. And I think that's a a realization of um, our healthier lives and wanting to have more healthy, active lives. And this is a really great way to do it. Well, one thing I know you and I've talked about a couple times is is the research that really backs this up. This isn't mm-hmm. just an observation. You you you've actually seen data and statistics on demographics and research and you know demographic interests that would lead you to believe this is a factual thing that's happening. Oh yeah, there's been all kinds of research. Again, um, you know, the 20 years ago they weren't researching what people that are our age could do. Um, the, the, the research was all on younger people and what, what their limits were. Um, now, perhaps because the researchers are getting to be our age, they're starting to look at what we can do, and they're not finding a great deal of limits. You know, they're, they're, yeah, as we get older, we have various health issues. Um, you know, women have our little stuff, but all of us have bad backs or knee replacements, hip replacements, all those kinds of things. And the quality of the treatment is so much better and the outcomes are so much better that there are very few um, conditions that you can't kind of work around uh, and manage. And then those that may take you out of the saddle, there's a whole new movement now that are enjoying horses from the ground that for whatever reason you can't get in the saddle or you don't want to get in the saddle, everything from learning to drive a cart 
to playing horse agility, the way they do dog agility, and all kinds of of um, ground-based activities or helping out at, at um, sanctuaries and, and rescues. So, you know, the idea that as we get older, we can't ride, although I noticed today the queen is back in the saddle at the age of 96 against her doctor's orders. Go, Queen Elizabeth. Um, you know, if you want to do it, you'll find a way to stay involved in some capacity. Right. Well, and there's so many capacities. We had an interview recently that a young lady does mounted shooting, and I oh, didn't yeah. even know anything anything about it. And what a, oh, you know, yeah. another wonderful sport, and people can love that. There's yeah. hundreds of different disciplines for people to be involved with. Yeah, Jessica Flores, who lives near here, got involved in that, and she's nationally ranked. Her daughter, who I think is like in her early teens, was going along, um, you know, helping her mom out at the shows, and she decided to try it, and I believe she's now pretty nationally ranked. And it's a wonderful sport. It's fabulous to watch. I'd fall up and break my neck. The other one that I have seen that is even more incredible is mounted archery. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just incredible. But, again, the whole family gets involved. And one of the great things about equine is that, you know, it's not really – you don't top off at some age. You know, golfers, they hit, a, they hit a plateau, and then their, their performance goes down. Swimmers, the same thing. Runners, your knees give out. But as long as we can get in the saddle, you know, we can continue to ride. I think the oldest um, Olympian at the last Olympics was a, a Japanese rider in his 70s. Wow. So we could just keep going. And it's also fun because the men and women can compete equally because it's not a case of body strength. It's a case of your ability to work with this animal and your balance and all of those things which really makes it a very cool a, a cool activity. Absolutely. Well, I know some of the disciplines with the Arabians adding some adult showmanship classes and ranch riding and a few of these other um, disciplines over the last several years, a lot of the percentage of entries are what I would call that 50-plus adult yeah. entry. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things in the in the showing world is that they are coming up with a lot of new classes. You know, when I started riding years ago, it was, you know, hunter-jumper and dressage and maybe seated equitation because I'm in kind of the English world. I'm on the East Coast, and that's what's there. But now we're seeing here the big explosion in Western dressage. And as you said, all of these other courses, the, um, the, uh, uh, the, the, the obstacle courses that you can ride, and as you said, some of these other disciplines that are more about enjoying the horse and understanding the horse than putting on a performance to get a ribbon. And I find that much more enjoyable. I mean, I love my ribbons and I love my dressage, but you know, I, I just enjoy all those other things. I think it's better for both the person and the horse. No, I totally understand. So for folks that are of this age and related to their equine interests, what, what are some of their main concerns that you have talked about in your book? Um, I think one of them obviously is, um, you know, can I do this physically? And that's something you have to make an assessment. What kind of shape are you in? And this is always a great uh, a great um, incentive to kind of get yourself in a little bit of physical physical health, you know, a little more be- better conditioned, that kind of thing. Those are the two physical ones. Um, I think people need to take a good hard look at finances. As we get older, our finances are changing. The paychecks are not there. We're dealing with. Um, investments and who knows what the stock market's going to be any day. 
Um, and I think some people get overly enthusiastic and they go out and they get the horse and they get the land and they get the this and they get the that. And then they find out that their finances have changed. Um, and that can often lead to a lot of heartbreak. I think, um, you know, as we're getting older, we're on the downside of the bell curve. We have to consider end of life issues, uh, both ours and our spouses and our horses. Um, that's something that the research shows people don't want to don't want to look at. Particularly um, worried about their horses getting older. Um, that's a, a topic we don't like to look at, but we need to think about that for what's best for the horse. We need to think about what happens um, to our animals if we become disabled or die. That's not right. a fun thing to think about, but it is there. Um, a lot of people, a huge number of people want to travel with their horse, which I find incredibly exciting. There are a number of online um, um, social media groups that that's what they're all about. How do we travel? How do we get here? What kind of, of equipment should I have? And where's a good place to go? And I just find that tremendously exciting. And it's very clear from the postings that I see, people are having the time of their lives, and they kind of build their own communities so that they'll travel someplace and meet up with some other friends, and it, it's 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 I just think that's just a really exciting way to spend your time. Well, it is. It's just another example of you know involved equine, but it isn't necessarily the show ring. Um, and I've right. got several friends that fall in this category who they might have some show horses. Some of them might be um, horses that are shown in the breeding arena and shown by professionals that they hire to show and train their horses. But they're also riding their horses on the weekend. They're having a great time doing trail rides and other activities that are mm -hmm. not necessarily show ring at all. Yeah, well, that's what I did with, with my guy. Um, he was a Holsteiner, and we were doing dressage. But he loved to go trail riding, and he didn't want to stay on the trails. He wanted to bushwhack. He would just, like, go off the trail and go wandering, and i go, a oh, chance, I can't get underneath this branch. And then um, there were some opportunities around here that we can camp with our horses. And he just thought that was great fun. And I think, again, it's, it's fun for everybody. You meet more people, so you are expanding your, um, your social um, contacts with the world. And I think that's, that's been shown again and again. It's very important for healthy mental health and physical health because you're more active. Um, and I think it's great for the horses. I always feel horses feel sorry for horses. They're so tied to a competitive schedule that they very rarely get a chance to be horses. Well, and I think that that comes into it, the emotion of the horse. You get a little bit more of that maybe when it's not all about the show ring only. Right. Um, but there's a blend. You know, when you think about your book, and I'm going to say it again for everyone to hear, it's Riders of a Certain Age, Your Guide to Loving Horses Midlife and Beyond. What is what is kind of a key theme that you'd like to share that we haven't talked about already? Knowledge is power, if that makes sense. There are questions, and I probably belong to 12 or 15 online groups that I scroll through about every day, and the same questions come up, concerns about health, concerns about, um, you know, my, my partner's not interested, concerns about um, picking the right horse. I kind of want this to be a guidebook. What I've done with this is that the, the website, which is www.ridersofacertainage.com, I've also got a big section in there that's resources so that if people are wondering about, oh, I don't know, I want to wear a safety vest, you can go there and it'll tell you what the brands are because you can't put that kind of stuff in a book. It's outdated before the book comes out. But the website, I can keep 
active. So you want to know about um, safety vests. Well, you go there, not only do I have the, the companies that make them and, and their websites, but there's a, uh, a tag shop in South Carolina that puts up great videos. Hey, look, this is what happens when you put on a vest and you deploy it. Poof! This is how you uh, size a helmet. This is how you do this. This is how you could hear places that you can, can go to to talk about travel with your horses. Here's places if you're going to travel our age. Here's ways that you could get medical care when you're on the road, the different places you can, can look to there. So it's all sort of the, com- the common sense things that um, you've got questions. I'm trying to give you, if not the answer, at least where to go to find it. No, that's fantastic. And I think I was so thrilled when I met you because I really believed in this audience and this midlife adult and how important they are to our breed and our breed's growth as well. Yeah. Giving them something to do. I mean, we're very passionate about what we do, and we've got a great amount of folks that love sharing. And so learning a little bit more about it that fully justified the fact that this is an audience that's important enough that there's a lady that's written a whole book and has a website and really takes care of this audience, um, especially for bringing them into the equine community. is is really wonderful. So thank you for all you've done on that. Oh, you're you're very welcome. This is this is just tremendously exciting. The, the reception that the book is, is received, you know, Trafalgar Square Publishing is, is like they're the equine publishers of not just books, but of, of um, audio and video and ebooks and everything. And they were very excited, but I kept thinking, yeah, well, you know, they're the big guys, but are, are they, is it really going to be well received? And I've just been overwhelmed by, by the positive comments, the people that have contacted me, you know, you contacted me, and it's just been very, very gratifying to, to discover that I really did fill a niche that um, needed filling. That's that makes that that validates my existence. <laughs> no, I get it, and that really, you know, it kind of is your purpose, and your purpose is helping these folks find easier access to those resources that you mentioned. Um, and I, I think that's wonderful. So kudos on what you've done. Um, all the best to your success and your growth. We'd love to continue partnering with you to help build this Absolutely. audience and bring them, you know, opportunities. Um, so if anyone wants to visit uh, ridersofacertainage.com. You can order the book through that. Uh, you can order it through the other big lines, but the way the, the publishing world works, in order to get the book put on the, the other platforms, uh, the publisher has to give them a big discount. So if you order it through my website, then they don't have to pay the discount. Well, hey, no, I get that. So uh, ridersofacertainage.com is the website. And if you all want to reach out to Fran, her email is fran at ridersofacertainage.com. So if you go to the website, leave your email, you can get a, a free um, sample of a couple of chapters of the book. I will not sell it. The only thing I will use your email for is that about once a quarter I send out a little newsletter. If you're not sure... You can go there, download, you can read the first couple of chapters and get a feel if that's going to meet your needs. No, that's fantastic. Well, we really appreciate you being on the We Love Raving Horses podcast, and we look forward to staying in touch. Thank you again. You are so very welcome. Thank you. Hey, this is Austin, director of the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to share ideas, feedback, or want to get involved, send me an email at austin at welovearabianhorses.com.